Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're now joined by Taylor McCarg, former Rice quarterback, college football analyst. He has Rice in East Carolina coming up this week. But, Taylor, let's get into a couple of the games. First of all, let's start with Oregon's bloodshed of Colorado and how easy they made that look. Yeah, look, it was a level set of expectations, and, and we talked about this last week. But Colorado, as Coach Prime and what that team has done, bringing in 80 new guys, going 3-0 and to start the season, beating TCU in week one, all of that is still incredibly impressive. But they still have a roster that is full of guys that were transfers in, some of which were twos and threes at the places that they transferred in from. And you, you saw that, right? And it was especially in the front seven on the defensive side, offensive line play for Colorado. That's just a, that's a very physical team. They had to play at Oregon, which is notoriously a tough place to play. And look, Oregon and that offense with Bo Nix, they're one of the favorites in the Pac-12 right now. That's a team that may end up in the, the final four in the playoffs in this sport. Colorado's not there yet. And so you're probably going to get another look at that again this week against USC. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that the hype train is just completely over and now it's all falling apart. It's just a level set of expectations. And I think you're seeing some people come back down to earth with they started 3-0 and and you've got people talking about how this may be a Final Four team and it, that all that stuff was nonsense. You, you're seeing now still incredible what they've done and what that staff has done in a short period of time. But look, this is probably a six or seven win team, which is still – way ahead of expectations for what I think we all thought Colorado was going to be in the first year under Coach Prime. Absolutely, yes. I mean, making a bowl game, I think, would be a huge deal for them, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Taylor, how much have you been able to watch uh, Sam Hartman and, and Notre Dame? Uh, big game, obviously, last week and the, the tough loss uh, to Ohio State, but now turn right around and head to Duke uh, and face L- Riley Leonard and, and Mike Elko in a very feisty Blue Devil squad uh, in a big game. Uh, just what have been your thoughts on Hartman and, and the, the change that he's made for the Irish and, and obviously a huge game this weekend? Huge game this weekend and Duke getting their first opportunity ever to host college game day. I think it's going to be an incredible awesome. atmosphere yeah. for them. You talked about Riley Leonard and, and that team. Look, Duke, this was not a, a flash in the pan when they beat Clemson. This is a – obviously, they're still undefeated. A well-coached, disciplined, talented football team. It's not like they just have a Riley Leonard, a, a future NFL quarterback, and then it's a bunch of two- and three-stars running around. There's some legitimate talent on this team. Notre Dame – you know, if you're a Duke fan, I think you probably wish that Notre Dame would have won 
and that, you know, this would have been a game, a potential trap game. Instead, now Notre Dame knows, okay, we have to have our full attention on everybody the rest of the way to have a hope at making the playoffs later in the year. Specifically to Sam Hartman, I was surprised how well Ohio State took away the, the big play, the explosives just in general from Notre Dame. I think that's something that Sam Hartman brought from Wake Forest and his ability as one of the, the most electric and on-time accurate deep ball passers we have in the sport. You didn't see that against Ohio State as much. Now, it also, it was a, a little bit of a, an old-school football game where uh, there wasn't a ton of explosives on either side. I think for Notre Dame, the biggest thing is just to get over the hangover of that loss. I saw Joe All talk about uh, the left tackle, how he stayed up until 5 a.m. after that game, felt like he was going to throw up afterwards. He was so sick at how they lost the game. I think that's what I'm looking for is, is how quickly do they bounce back? Does it look like there's any sort of hangover? Because if there is, Duke's going to make them pay for it. Taylor McCarg with us on 365 Sports every Thursday at this particular time. So Texas and Kansas. Um, man, KU can score, and their defense is playing pretty well. Texas at another level. It appears they're not just talented. They always have that. But they have some grit to them. And, and I saw a play defensively where Collins, 95, who was about 300 pounds and runs like a deer, chased down a sweep to the opposite side near the sideline at Baylor and made a tackle. They have the motor running for everybody. Is that what you think is the difference for them right now? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's up front. It's what they have in the trenches. And that's what Texas ha- has not had for the last 10-plus years, really since 2009, where every year it looked like, you know, it felt like they would have a, at least one guy go in the first two rounds on the offensive line and the defensive line. And then they got away from that for a long time. They would sign four and plenty of four and five stars on the, the front seven, but they just either they weren't converting that talent or they'd transfer out. This year feels different, right? I mean, this year feels like they they could dominate both sides of the offensive and defensive line, and that's what it takes when you think about the teams that are consistently making it to the college football playoff and winning national championships. Georgia did it last year with a, a quarterback that by no means was a blue-chip player, right? It, that's what it takes, and Texas has that, clearly. The, the skill positions – Texas has always had guys on the outside that can go and that you do see at the next level in the NFL, obviously Bijan Robinson being the big one last year. But for Kansas this week and, and trying to stop a Jalen Daniels, at quarterback, that's going to be the challenge is making sure that you contain him and that you keep them off script. Because if you let Kansas get in a rhythm and they're able to work through some of the play action RPO game that they like, and then you get Jalen Daniels on the edge where he can use his legs, that's where you're going to find yourself in trouble if you're Texas. You see, I mean, the spread is, last I looked, I believe it was 17 and a half. That seemed like a lot to me, but clearly Vegas knows something that we don't where they're expecting Texas to be able to put the clamps down on this Kansas offense. But I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games we have all weekend. Taylor, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but the, I mean, the Pac-12 is just so fascinating. How would you right now rank like the top three quarterbacks in that league? Yeah, it is interesting because you've got Cam Ward at Washington State that, that no one is talking about. Yep. You have Caleb Williams, obviously, that's your former Heisman winner. Bo Nix is playing really well. Penix at Washington looks like he may be a Heisman finalist. I mean, how you rank those guys top down, in some ways I don't think it's fair because they haven't – I want to get into the conference slate. Sure. I think Caleb Williams is, is one. I think it's probably safe to say that. He's going to be the first overall pick. But then behind that, Penix – Bo Nix, Cam Ward, I think if you could make a case for any one of those guys at two, and 
we don't even have Cam Rising back. Right. He's still hurt. At some yeah. point when he comes back, it's by far the deepest league in college football in terms of quarterback depth. And, it, again, it could actually get off topic, but it, it goes back to how upsetting and unfortunate it is that that conference is going away. Yep. Because this is going to be such a fun year for that conference, top-down talent for all these teams and the quarterback talent. What do you think of uh, Texas A&M losing Connor Wegman and now Max Johnson taking over? Obviously, nice to have him uh, in that room. It could have been, you know, debilitating had they not. But, uh, you know, just what do you make of, of the way Wegman was playing before the injury and now what that means for the Aggies moving forward? Yeah, I, I would just caution A&M fans from hitting the panic button too soon because I think A&M with Max Johnson had one of the better backup situations in the country. I, I really do because in a lot of cases, you've got a backup that's that talented where he's played meaningful snaps before and has, and has performed pretty well. A lot of times that guy leaves that type of backup situation. They're going to leave and they're going to go play it maybe a group of five school and they're probably going to start instead. Max Johnson sticks it out. And now I think A&M, you look around the sec West, not nearly as dominant as we thought a couple of these teams were going to be Ole Miss doesn't look at like we, what we thought they would be. Arkansas certainly isn't. So for A&M, I think there's still a lot out there. It's not a, it's not a playoff team this year, but this can be a, a nine-win team if you get that consistent quarterback play still from Max Johnson. And I think he has the capability to do it. There's, there's enough talent around him, clearly. If he performs well and takes care of the football, this is not a, hey, our season is over and we're going to be scrapping to get to a bowl game. I, I don't think it's going to be that kind of season for the Aggies. So you have Rice in East Carolina, obviously uh, a conference that's got – it seemed like 25 teams in it right now. Uh, Rice, last week, they took it on the chin after the nice win against Houston. Your thoughts about that matchup this weekend? Yeah, it's a big game for both of these teams. Uh, for Rice, they've got a, a stretch of their schedule coming up that gets really challenging where they have in consecutive weeks they got to play Tulane, SMU, and UTSA. And so Rice knows it, uh, whether they're admitting it or not, they've got to get some wins early in the season to, to try and lock in that they've got a real shot at getting to a bowl in their first year in the American. This is one of those games that uh, against East Carolina, they need to win if they're going to go to a bowl game. They, they were favored last week against South Florida. JT Daniels got banged up. Rice, and this is stunning to a lot of people, Rice is the top passing offense in the American right now. And yeah. JT Daniels is the top quarterback from a passing perspective in the American conference. Now their, their running attack is really struggling right now. They're dead last in the conference and running the football, but they, if they can keep Daniels healthy, even though he's not going to be mobile, I think his ankle's still banged up. If he plays, it's not like he runs the ball a lot anyway. So for East Carolina, they started 0-3, played a tough schedule. They're, they're a young team. I think it's actually a pretty balanced game. And for both of these teams, this is going to go a long way to figuring out you know, either one of these teams is going to make it to the postseason later in the year. JT Daniels threw for 432 yards and three scores in that loss. That that That's a pretty darn good stat. And he played three quarters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn. He would, yeah. Have, he would have thrown for 500. Or, they almost did anyway as a team. Craig? Yeah, say I just want to wrap it up with this. There's just a little more smoke out there. And I don't know if we've asked you about this before. If we have, I apologize. But what are your thoughts on Army as a potential addition to the American Athletic Conference? Yeah, I love it because I think you have conference matchups now where obviously if you can you have Navy in the conference as well. And Army, I think, brings a consistent brand and that's really what, in all this conference realignment, if you can bring in names and teams that uh, have a, a brand awareness that people have heard of, that they're, they're, you know, 
they've seen them on TV or they obviously everybody sees the Army Navy game at the end of the year. I think the travel issues, if you're already going to Temple and Philadelphia, then adding another 45 minutes on that flight to get up to Army's, it's not that much different. Um, and for the conference, you know, I think it, obviously with SMU leaving, Army replacing SMU, I don't think that's exactly even, but it's not as drastic as uh, what the Americans saw before with some of the teams that left and then who they backfilled with. I still think it's a pretty solid conference. I mean, if you look top down at the American from a group of five perspective, they're right behind the Mountain West this year from a power ranking perspective. And I think Army certainly helps with that. They're just like Navy where once every couple of years, they'll pop up and have a nine or 10 win season. And, and people always pull for the academies. It's like their yep. second favorite team. You have your favorite team. And then if you're not playing one of the academies, you, you pull for them to win. I always thought that it would just it was never going to happen, but it would be great to have all of them in a conference just for the road trips and tradition. It would just be great. Air Force has had their nice run. Navy under Coach Ken had their great run, and Army seems to be pretty solid right now. I'd, that would be great just for the traditions, the trips, to go see the places at the academies. Thank you, Taylor. Have a great broadcast, and we appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Talk to you all next week. Taylor McCark, former Rice quarterback, college football analyst, has that Rice-East Carolina game coming up this weekend. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.